Welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And you guys are listening to the number one Fire Up Podcast podcast on the air. Um, you guys know that Cam and I are a fitness-based podcast, but we talk about a number of different things. And we're uh, happy to be here with you guys for us, the sleepy morning, sleepy winter morning. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's just get right into it. So, Andrew, the thing I was thinking about. No housekeeping. 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 Hey, if you guys haven't listened to Andrew's episode on uh, those two articles about the the only 10 movements you need for muscle gain or whatever. Very good. I liked it a lot. I thought your critique was very good, by the way, because there were some movements where when, when you read them off the article, I was like, what? And then you were also like, yeah, I don't know if I agree with this one. I'm like, yeah, that was like some strange movements. And this isn't what I was going to start off with, by the way. Um, but even the art, the name of the article, I disagree with. Like to say, like, these are the only 10 movements you need to gain muscle. I, I disagree with even the idea of that article. <laughs> like it doesn't well, make sense. It's, it's never like exercise based. It's like movement pattern based. Like, I mean, how many think about how many people you train at P10 that maybe one of them gets amazing like uh, activation in their rhomboids with a with a barbell row, and then the other person can't even do it because maybe they have a history of low back pain. You know, it's it's all so specific to each person, and even even if there's no pain. Dude, there there are certain movements that I just click with, like certain hand positions for a lat pull down, where I just I feel my lat screaming, and then other ones where I'm like, dude, I'm just not, I am not feeling this, you know. Well, and <clears throat> I was bringing it up really quick. We <laughs> we uh, we should just start a war with with this Charles Staley guy out of nowhere. We should, just yeah. Start tagging him in every single episode that we we post, and be like, "Hey, hey, rebuttal, well, <laughs> commentary. Let's get build, you on the podcast and do a debate. Build our careers off critiquing his expert opinion. I, that's what we. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, when people he, hop, mean, hop on the bandwagon of shit talking, we'll just do that. <laughs> no, he seems like so. It was clearly an inflammatory, like. Clearly an inflammatory, I guess, like way of saying that, but it's still like, he's just trying to have fun with it, I'm sure. And trying to get people to take a look and say, Hey, all right, let's take a look and see what he, what he's claim, what his claims are and, and why he's claiming them. So right. what, what the theme turned out to be with that was these are the, the biggest bang for your buck in terms of safety and muscle growth. You know what I mean? Right. Like there could be there could be other movements that are not as safe, but they they could be you'd see more progress, right? That's basically what I got out of it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And I also think if you are again, I, I'm not trying to like backpedal. I still kind of disagree with the the name of it or whatever, but if you are someone who's just starting off, you're like, dude, what do I do? Like can give me something simple. And you see an article, it's like, hey, here's 10 movements that are going to be a bang for your buck and safe, yada, yada. At least it gives people something to be like, hey, if I just follow this routine, it gives me a baseline. You can move some, you can learn some movement patterns. 
you know, so that, that is a benefit to making some of these things really simple, but in typical T nation fashion, it's like, it's like very, uh, like zealot and, uh, well, that's like, just, that's just good writing. It just makes people, uh, like, All yeah, right, I gotta sure. check this out. I gotta learn what Charles Staley has to say about this. You gotta appreciate some, some good quality clickbait. Be like, okay, let's see what this bullshitter's all about, which is funny. Yeah. Like it's still working. No, this is this is one hundred percent the T Nation version of some clickbait, clickbaity, inflammatory thumbnail on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. The, there's no. It, it was just like a verbal clickbait. It wasn't a, or I guess I, I should say a written clickbait. It, it wasn't like a a photo of some chick, and then <laughs> yeah, it's gonna get all these all these thirsty guys to click on the video. Right, right. Um. But yeah, you guys should definitely have you noticed that. that? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta call that out too. On YouTube, there's so many, like it's pretty crazy. There's so many videos. So I use YouTube sometimes to play lobby music over at the gym, and it'll just be those streams, or sometimes it's like those ten hour, twelve hour comps. But the (laughs) thumbnail video is almost every time some super sexualized woman in. Like super, super short, tiny clothes lifting or, or working out. And then, and then when you click into it, because you're like, all right, it's got these different songs in it, whatever. We're going to see, uh, see what this sounds like. Click into it. I'm like, I can't, I can't have this visual up in the gym though. Right. And then it's like right. a visual of a beach. <laughs> it's just like, like just yeah. like an inanimate object. But the, the thumbnail is just some chick working out. It's yeah. every single time. And and then all, most guys are like, well, I already clicked on it. I guess I'll just let it play. <laughs> Dude, Abby thought, okay, Abby, this is kind of funny. I was watching this, uh, this is like a couple of weeks ago. I was watching a Sam Sulik video, which all he does, it's just him lifting. It's the most boring videos ever, but they're fun to watch. And he is like lifting heavy. He's grunting. And Abby comes into the kitchen. She's like, dude, what are you watching? She thought it was like, she's like, are you watching gay porn? Cause (laughs) and so it's funny. It's like, if you scroll through my YouTube homepage, dude, it's the opposite of what you just said. It's all like shirtless buff dudes. And he'll be like lean bulk day 42 or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. So Abby, dude, she was just giving me so much shit. She's like, Oh no, Cam was kind of great. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> throwback, dude. throwback to the uh, to the rec aesthetics YouTube page. That's what, those should those should be all of your recommended videos. Are the they rec should aesthetics? Be. I, yeah, they should be. They should be. Um, dude, you know what I miss? What? I miss my what? big giant Redcon One hoodies. After I I got I got to give Redcon One a shout out. I'm a First Form fanboy, and I heavily support First Form products. But back in the day. And not for like the the supplement product, the Redcon One, Total War, and Big, Big Noise, Noise combination, very very good. But the number one thing that I loved about Redcon One, this is a supplement supplement company by the way, guys, is all of the all of the apparel that I would get with my orders, and it was always like some big giant hoodie, and it was always, oh man, perfect for the winter and fall. And then you wash them twice and you're like, this thing sucks, dude. I mean, it was it was obviously like a cheap ass hoodie, but you're like, dude, free hoodie. And they, they did fit pretty good. Uh, 
I want to yeah. chase that high. I want to. I want to. I want to provide that experience for the P10 member experience. They just can't resist buying something because they're like, I get something for free. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's a great idea. You should you should give away all your Redcon One hoodies with each training package. Here's this used you, but hoodie. No, but they they won't know. They won't know. I had to get rid of some of mine, dude. I was like, I've I've way. I have way too many hoodies because I would also buy some too. I'm like well, you're this still, is just you're still a fanboy. Oh yeah, I, dude! I have so many rewards points with Redcon One. I got a full stack for free, and I didn't even use up like a third of my points. <laughs> it was fantastic, dude. I I I don't know. I love it. But um, did you did you actually get a bunch of stuff on their Black Friday sale? Oh, good goodness gracious! Yeah, dude, a thirty day supply of. Just pure creatine monohydrate was like fifteen bucks. I got, uh, I think I spent like fifty or sixty bucks, and got like a hundred and twenty dollars worth of supplements. Nice. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty pretty sweet, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be good. Um, yeah. Oh, all right, Andrew. Oh, well, are you looking at something that you want to bring up? Looks like you're in depth on something right now. No, I'm just I'm just perusing through Redcon One's website. It's been a while, so yeah, they got rid of their green look. got rid of their green beret. Rest in peace. Their oh, they vegan, did their vegan protein. Yeah, they don't Bullshit, even sell dude. it anymore, huh? No, they don't even make it. I'm like, dude, come on, man. What about what about little old me? But did you, um, did you like using that product a lot? I loved it, dude. I trying right now Axe and Sledge, uh, which is Seth Ferrosi's uh, sure. protein, which is good. Sure. And then I actually just ordered um, well, Di- Dynamitize. I'm trying their their vegan one. It was what, have you have you had say? First Forms uh, Formula One though? Andrew, I'm about to make you have a heart attack and probably shit yourself. I have never tried First Form supplements. Really? Yeah, yeah. On I'll God, hook you dude. Up. I'll hook you up. Oh no, you know what? That's not true. That's not true. I tried. Uh, didn't we both get their greens? Yeah, I tried their greens, but I feel like that doesn't that doesn't dude, count. Dude, I sell I sell the greens over at the gym too. Dude, it's so it's, hard to make greens taste good. Oh man, no, they it's pretty good. They've did a it, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know what I noticed? Greens what? suck initially. Whenever you get into it, like for the first five to ten servings, you're like, this is horrible. This is ass. And then you start to like it a little bit. As long as it's like blended up okay. Like I don't mm. want the super – it's so hard to blend that stuff correctly. I have to use a real blender more than likely just to make sure that it's not just the, the grossness that like uh, I'm grainy. Yeah. kind of grainy. That's like, that's like OG back in the day, gold standard whey protein that like would not blend correctly in yeah. your blender bottle. Yeah, and you I get, remember you get, that, dude. Guys, I'm going to take you down a trip of uh, a trip down memory lane. If you've ever had, like, if you're an OG back in the day, and you would use some of the, some of these products, or maybe you know somebody who has, you'd get this. You go to GNC. It's 2004, 2004 to 2008, the the golden era of GNC. <laughs> Not a very you're, long golden era. <laughs> You need to you need to pick up a new bottle, a new tub is what you'd call it, a new tub of protein. And you're like, man, I don't even know any brands out here. I'm just gonna allow 
the wise individual to help me over at the local GNC because they're on my side and they're here in my best interest, the sales associate. That's that's your mindset back in the day. <laughs> you walk in and they sell you they sell you a one hundred and fifty dollar stack of of men's health and prostate support. T <laughs> T testosterone support, but you're 16. <laughs> but the guy was very convinced that you needed this, um, the sales guy. <laughs> and then he he loads you up with a 20 pound tub of gold standard whey protein, optimum nutrition whey protein. Yeah, and that stuff does not blend. You are you are eating a mildly mixed together muck of and it's only chocolate it's chocolate or vanilla yeah. those are the only two flavors that you could get i tried and strawberry you, one time Oof, and you're and you're satisfied you don't need loopy fruit flavor you don't need yeah. <laughs> creatine monohydrate you don't need all these energy drinks you just need the optimum Chunk, nutrition. chunky <laughs> Dude, you get like, dude, there'd be like, bar. it would, it would, uh, sometimes it'd turn like these little, like, you take a little, uh, wet pellets and you'd like break it open. There'd be like dry protein powder in them. So then you'd get those like <laughs> oh, in your yeah. mouth and, and you would just be like, no, dude, this is like a part of it, dude. This is, <laughs> it would, it would like explode in your mouth. Am yeah. I wrong? No one was willing to admit like, hey, this is like kind of gross. You'd be like, no, dude, like protein shakes, right? And dude, remember during that time, protein timing was like, dude, if you don't get protein within 30 minutes of working out, dude, you're losing gains like no matter what. So here's the deal though. I I cannot remember the last time, Cam, I had like bad protein powder. You don't, It's not even no, – it is not necessary. It is not required. It's not a rite of passage for you i'm pretty sure even the cheaper stuff is okay now for taste like back in the day that was a rite of passage you you'd be like oh this sucks this tastes horrible and then and then everybody around you would be like yeah so what get over yeah it. yeah get over it nancy no it's it's like <laughs> it's like that was that was the thing and then i don't know it's a little tougher back then everybody was a little tougher and now you're like, I can't have this. It doesn't taste like my cereal milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember like uh, the shaker balls or like the thing that looks like a an apple like slicer thing at the top of the bottle. Like those were so necessary to help break it up. Oh, the I shaker balls. I have I have not used one of those in, I mean, years because they they just. They mix that is so, a great point. They mix so well now. I don't know anyone that uses one. You don't need, except for like if you're using a green supplement, apparently, but you don't need yeah. those shaker balls that would like that sound is so iconic. The sound yeah, of the yeah. of the empty shaker and the shaker ball floating around there. Dude, that's so true. <laughs> but for that to be blended up correctly, you had to vigorously shake the shit out of for that. Like thirty seconds. Yeah. And then you and then after you're done drinking. And you hope it, and you pray. Pre you hope and pray that it's it's blended up. And then you like you have so many of these like shitty plastic shaker cups, and you leave one under your car seat for like three months, and then you find it, and then oh, you open man. it, and there and there's like a little ecosystem, and you don't oh, want to get rid of oh. it because it it might be a new like there's a whole civilization living in there. 
Dude, I did that. I did that once or twice, and then and so you opt you opt into just throwing it out instead of cleaning. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. Because, well, there's because uh, GNC is going to get you another new one by uh, yeah your your good buddy the, the sales associate over at the local GNC is exactly. going to recommend you a new one next time you're in. Yeah, dude. There is a supplement I've been taking that my my dad, dude, my dad actually got me on. No, so way. it's uh yeah, it's this stuff. It's called uh. It's called gut food. It's it's made by this doctor, Doctor uh, Hyman, who did uh, like family medicine for years and like decades, and he um, he o- he only makes this supplement and a green supplement. And essentially, what it is, it's uh, it, it it feeds the bacteria in your gut. Okay, so guys, background on my dad, real quick. My dad has ulcerative colitis, okay? So it, it affects his life quite a bit. He told me the first first like hour of his of your day when you have this condition, I mean, dude, you are like going to the bathroom right away four or sure. five times. And, it, and it's like, hey, stop what you're doing. You're going right now. Um, you can't, you shouldn't have caffeine. Uh, he shouldn't be having gluten. He shouldn't have anything that will inflame uh, any inflammatory foods like the ulcer on his colon will be affected if he eats those things. Wow. Okay. He, and guys, not the most disciplined guy with his diet. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he avoids gluten unless he really, really wants it. Okay. He has been taking this gut food and this is the only thing he has changed. Mind you, he started taking it every day, uh, which I was very, proud of him you know that's like adding a thing to your day is difficult yeah and uh and he said he started fe- <laughs> andrew you're gonna love this he said he started feeling so good that he made his diet worse because he-, <laughs> he was like he was like you know i feel so good maybe i'll eat like some real bread and then he wouldn't but then he even said he said with his worst, he said with his worst diet but taking this gut food, he still feels better than when he was being a little bit better with his diet and no gut food. And I was like, I was like, hey, dad, what if you just also improved your diet? You know, so like now it's like in the morning, he might only need to use the bathroom one time and he can wait where it used to be like, hey, emergency, you know, or like I don't know, a lot of his symptoms have just improved. Sure. So he he originally gave me a five day supply which I already went through. And then I, I've got my, my own, uh, now. And I will say, what did you notice? Well, I was about to tell you, um, first off, it, 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 it says that it takes about, um, four to eight weeks because you're, you're feeding and building up your bacteria. It's not like, um, it's like creatine, right? You have to build it up in your system. You don't just take it once and it's an acute effect. Um, but so far, I mean, I, and it's tough to say because it's a little bit early. It's only been a couple of weeks. It's a little early on. Um, but like my bowel movements are way more solid. I don't feel as bloated. And and I'm taking this all with a grain of salt because uh, lately I've also been more honed in um, with my diet. But I mean, dude, my, my stomach does definitely feel um, definitely feels better 
for sure. Digestion feels better. Bowel movements feel um, feel better as well. So I'm curious to see um, where we'll be in a couple weeks, and then at like the eight week mark, eight week mark as well. Um, and it tastes good. It kind of tastes like a. It doesn't taste good the way Fanta tastes good, but it tastes good like <laughs> it's kind of got this like lemon lime flavor, uh, which is pretty yummy. So, yeah, this is, it's, this is, it's cool. These, these are the footnotes here, um, and we're going to look back on these uh, on this episode as the weeks before Cam transitioned into becoming the Incredible Hulk, as he yeah. as he eliminated <laughs> his uh, his dietary restrictions on his poor gut health that he yes. uh, he has been dealing with for years. He just ascends to fitness nirvana. Yeah. And I, I, I'm able to start eating cheese again. Yeah. But <laughs> so you, you, you basically, you want to fix this so you can also start eating shittier. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like father, like son, all saying, no, but dude, like I would eat um, something that I know typically doesn't bug my stomach. But like before this gut food, if I ate like a decent amount, I would still feel like, oh, like that was a lot. Since I started taking the gut food, I will eat the same amount of food. I mean, I'm talking like chicken and rice. Okay. This is something I digest normally very well. And I feel even better like eating it. Like like no. Okay. After a big meal, sometimes I just feel bloated no matter what. But lately, like no, not at all. So I don't know. I. What's this? What's the supplement called? It's called Gut Food. And it's by uh, Pharmacy, which is F A R M, like Pharmacy. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting guy. Um, you know, he he's not a zealot of like, you only need diet and exercise. Because um, I feel like some people, they go too far. And it's like, hey, some issues do need prescriptions, but. Um, I, I'm I'm such an idiot. I could not even spell pharmacy if I tried. <laughs> thank God, thank God for autocorrect. I I knew it was a c y at the end. I spelled yeah. it i c y pharmacy farm farm i c. You silly guy. But I you guys, check I it out. It's, we, it's good. All of us would be illiterate if we did not have uh, autocorrect. So, <laughs> gut food. All-in-one microbiome support with probiotics, prebiotics, and polyphenols. Polyphenols? I don't think I know what polyphenols are. They definitely have pretty good branding. I mean, this is very... <laughs> this looks like this is this is designed to be like... Okay, I when I look at this website, you guys should look this up. Maybe it's different by the time you look it up, but <laughs> it is, there's no like flash Christmas sale here. There's nothing crazy. This right. is the simplest website I think I've ever seen for a supplement. And it looks like they, the, the board was like, okay, guys, we need to take something that's super complex and we need to make it look so approachable that there mm -hmm. is no way anybody could get confused. <laughs> Yeah, it, dude. I mean, you're going through the website. It is. It is like, hey guys, we only do this one thing. We're not selling you apparel. We're not you're selling not you <laughs> another thing. You're this a hoodie. is like, dude. Literally, first page. It's like, 
it says feed your gut, transform your life. And then there's a bag of gut food. That's it. <laughs> it's like, guys, that's the only thing we're doing over here. <laughs> okay. So if you look at formulated to help you part, right? Reduce overall inflammation, improve growth of bacteria, improve mood and energy, improve bloating, discomfort, support healthy digestion. Those last two uh, specifically, I, I currently feel because my diet is fairly consistent as far as the actual foods that I eat. And like I was saying earlier, if I eat large quantities of really anything, I just, I feel like I, I get bloated. Sure. The bloating and discomfort has gone away and I feel like I'm digesting stuff a little bit better. Um, overall infl inflammation, I feel like maybe if you have like I don't know, joint pain from inflammation or something, maybe you'd notice it. I, I, I don't really tell that one yet. Improve mood and energy. Dude, I take like 300 megs of caffeine to the dome every morning, like with my pre-workout, like, I don't know, dude, I, that, that one's tough to tell. You, you'd have to be a non-caffeine consuming individual and then take this to probably feel that one, you know? So do you, do you have this yourself or do you just have the sample still? No, no, I, I have my, my own, uh, my own bag. Actually, I've been taking it less than a week. So I had a five day supply for my dad, and then I've I've had two days of so actually just just a week actually, interesting, um, of taking it, and, I, and I'm feeling pretty good. I just signed up for the uh, I don't know, dude, because I'm kind of like with supplements. The local the local uh, Holland Michigan meetup. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out to be an MLM, um, <laughs> but no, you know, I think I think like. I've kind of changed my views on supplementation where, you know, like if I am at a place where I don't have big noise by Redcon one, I know I can still get a good, a good pump, right? Interesting. With something like this gut food stuff, you guys got to think about like quality of life. This gut food, if I am digesting stuff better, I'm not feeling bloated. I'm feeling good. Like quality of life outside of the gym also goes up quite a bit. Yeah. And same thing with, actually same thing with creatine because creatine also supports like your brain function. So once you build that up in your system, like that's another thing that will affect you outside of the gym as well. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Dude. I, it's, I'm going to try it. I can cancel it anytime. So I figured I have to give it at least, you know, Two months. Give it. Give this it a is, solid two, three months. This dead December is going to be your five hundred pound deadlift. Not even four hundred. Yeah. We're skipping to five hundred. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, because yeah, of because not. of this gut health. Because it, I dude, I will say this, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I I will say this. Evan makes fun of me for saying that because she's like, I know you're talking right now. I know you're about to say something. Um, guys, I've lost probably around. 10 to 12 pounds in the past mm, two-ish months, okay? I feel like I've gotten stronger in certain aspects because I can move way better. I okay. feel like there used, to be, there used to be like too much cam in the way. Um, <laughs> now, Grant, now, provided protein – my protein intake has never been so high so consistently ever in my entire life. And I'm tr I'm also training my balls off. Like I'm doing probably some of the hardest workouts and best recovery 
I've ever done. Um, so maybe there's been, it's always possible that there's been some muscle loss. That's always a possibility. Um, it's possible there's been, you know, it's some water weight, I guess. I, even though I hydrate pretty well, um, some of it's fat as well, right? I feel like I've just lost unnecessary mass and I can sure. just, I, I can move through a bigger range of motion. Breathing is easier, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting, dude. But I mean, I've been dead. You're, I've you're been, seeing lots of progress. Oh yeah, dude. We're trying to get shreddy weddy for, uh, for Mexico here. I know. I already missed the first day of December. I December literally snuck up on me so fast. <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't realize it was December until it was December. I didn't even look down. I'm like, funny. oh, it's gonna be December, you know, on Friday or yeah. whatever. It just happened. Yeah, yeah, and dude, I don't know. It, it's weird with the work week because it's like, okay, yesterday was the first, but then when you go back to work, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, it's the fourth. What the yeah. what the heck? What what the crap is going on here? Yeah, it's like time freaky. doesn't exist when it's the weekend, right, Andrew? The grind don't stop though, baby. And yo, it never do. Um, Andrew, tell us a little bit about uh, Andrew's on that dad life now. Uh, yeah, this full. Is the, this is the first episode we're actually going to talk about that, right? Where, you, where you're a father. Uh, got to meet little baby Jacks, cutie patootie, obviously. Um, Andrew, how? First off, congrats. Even though I thank you to that person. How has your full transparency here? How has training been since the little one has entered the arena? Oh, I think everything has been a, a huge transition. I uh, So I've been – I was complaining to Cam about this a little earlier too. But in this, in this transition period of having my kid – I don't want to say becoming a father because it's it seems so crazy that – because Jax came out of Megan, like one day to the next, then all right, technically I'm a father now. Like that kid was growing in there for so long. And it's just kind of really makes you think because he was he was there with us all the time. You just can't see him. <laughs> yeah. He was he was growing and developing. So but having him outside of her womb and then like actually having to interact with him, getting to interact with him, I should say. <laughs> and taking care of them and it's been i was talking <clears throat> excuse me i was talking so much trash in a very funny way i was like when people are, like, oh, are you ready you know excited and i was like man i've got a you, you know me cam i've got a high high tolerance for for stress for workload and i took that mindset and i was like same thing it's gonna be the exact same thing for this kid i'm like yeah it's gonna be no problem i'm so patient I'm so kind. I'm good looking. I got this. No worries at all. And uh, it's not going to be as hard as everybody talks about. Dude, it is freaking crazy. Just the the mental challenge that uh, that a baby puts you in. Um, like we couldn't figure out. It, I'm so glad to be technically done with having the first kid because now you at least have a little bit of reference. I I like to have reference from my own lived experience because that's how I, I learn very, very well. That's what I know about myself. And so now with the second kid, even if it's a totally different experience, he's, he or she is still a baby there. And we're not pregnant, by the way. <laughs> 
when when we have the second kid, um, I'm not going to be as anxious about it because I have some type of idea as to what to expect. But the first, especially first week or so, was so freaking hard for me mentally because I'm a very anxious individual. So I would constantly be checking, all right, is he breathing? Is he, you know, I'm, I'm sleeping technically. And then I wake up because I'm nervous that, you know, I haven't heard him in uh, in 20 minutes. And then I'm like, all right, I'm checking on him. So the reprieve, the rest and reprieve was absolutely horrible because um, you want to make sure that somebody's awake and watching them 24-7, which just is not good. Um, you got to be able to put the baby down and try to get some rest. I wasn't too worried about the whole, oh, I'm emotional because this is going to be my life forever. I understand that there's periods of time when you have to change your lifestyle. That's what fitness has taught me. That's what business has taught me. And I have to hunker down and kind of just deal with it for a little bit. So I was fine. I was like, okay, at least this is, if it sucks, we're just going to get through it. It'll be fine. Um, we're never going to have this experience again with Jax, you know, and have that good old, the good old days mindset. I try to go in with that. And then Jax had one night when he just would not stop crying for six hours straight. And I thought I was going to kill him. I thought I was, was going to either kill myself or kill him. Because I just like, there's something so interesting that, especially when you first experience it, I think, like now I'm much more tolerant of like a major cry sesh. Uh, I think Megan's gotten that way too. I would have to ask her though. But, um, and I'm also busy again, I'm busy at work. But that first six-ish hour, like five to six-ish hour cry sesh in a row, like it just does something to your head. And it's a it's a very natural innate thing that creates all this anxiety and, and stress and you're like i have to stop this by whatever means um and then it, it just gets better because you figure it out and he stops but he uh we weren't feeding him enough because megan's milk hadn't come in and you know we we weren't giving him enough, enough formula or, or I don't know if we were giving him any formula at that point and so he was starving he was a little baby too I mean, dude was six pounds, 14 ounces when he came out full term. Um, <laughs> and he was just pissed off. He was like, dude, feed me. Because now one month later, the dude is like 12 and a half pounds. The dude's like, he's, dude, he's, he's just blown up. He went from a like reasonably sized baby, still pretty small, very skinny, very long to being just a chunky monster. Like he is, he is just like every single week they, everybody says, Oh, they change so much every week. And I was like, all right, that's kind of cliche, but it's true. It's true. He's a whole different kid now. So to bring it all back, it's been freaking crazy. It is definitely as crazy or crazier than everybody says, but you just, you get in that mindset. It's a period of time and you just deal with it, you know? And so that's what we've been trying to do very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so workouts. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was going to say, in, so back to the question. Um, I'm in all survival the, All that's mode. great info. Yeah. <laughs> survival. Okay. I want to, I want to die most of the time. So my stress levels have been so freaking high in terms of work. There's a lot of stuff going on um, in terms of trying to get my, my workouts in. And it's been so hard to balance everything. It's like, it feels like I've reached a new level of Hey, you need to be really good at managing yourself here, Andrew, because if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. (laughs) 
and that's where I'm seeing some some issue. Yeah, I mean, you're probably in a season right now where you need to guard your time like a freaking mama bear over her cub, dude. Like, there's just certain things that it's like, hey, I do not in this season of life. I don't have time to do this activity or do this or whatever, you know, like that. I mean, dude, if you can just, fo- if you focus on your, your gym, your family and your own health, I mean, maybe that's just what you got to do, you know? Well, for example, like, dude, I, I love, you know, and <clears throat> respect a lot of people. I've got a lot of friendships, um, but I stopped. I had to do this. I stopped answering text messages. And it's mm-hmm. funny because um, a part of the the Arte Syndicate, the um, Andy Frisella and Ed Milet's business development group, or our, our business fraternity, whatever you want to call it. But that was a big topic recently too. And I had started doing this prior to them talking about it um, a little bit before really. I had to let go of my anxiety because I, I want to answer everybody. I want to be interactive. I want to be there for everybody. And I got to the point where I could not do that and I had to let go. I had to let go of answering everybody all the time on my phone because if I did, it would ruin my week. It would ruin my day. It would ruin my week. And there was just too much to get back to, um, which is a great – it's a wonderful thing. It's a blessing to have so many people who need things from you, who are relying on you, who want to interact with you. But I had to prioritize the the things that are truly necessary. It doesn't mean I don't you know love all my friends who are texting me or you know <clears throat> don't want to get back to them or don't care about them. But it is simply that my dumb little meat computer in my head does not have the capability to handle so much volume of of response and then also get all the other crazy things done and also get a little rest and a little go R&R myself and when I can. So they talked about that recently and it was, it was a hard thing for me to do, but it was something I had to accept um, where you just have to be okay with not getting back to everybody. And I think that's a super important thing to, to consider if you're in a busy season of life is I think I want to know your opinion on this. While trying to do all these other things, my stress levels kept raising because I had to get back. I had to be on top of my game for everything. You have to prioritize letting some things go that are not optimal for your week. Not just like your work week, but also your your healthy living lifestyle balance and your stress levels. Um, even if that means like not being there for everybody 24-7. Um, yeah, that was tough for me, but what are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's really smart of you to not um feel like you need to respond to everyone right away because I mean, you just got to be careful about what you give your energy to when there's certain things that demand a lot of it. Like I had I don't know. I don't really feel bad about this, but I had like someone who you know, we used to be decent friends kind of drifted apart he like texted me the other day he texted me like a meme i just didn't respond I'm like i just do not have energy i don't i i am not going to give my energy to responding to this like we haven't talked in like two years i'm not doing it i'm not like yeah i'm sorry no no it wasn't jake but dude you just gotta think like you gotta be 
really smart about like what relationships you actually want to invest in. And think about this, even if it is like a friend you don't hang out with a lot, but you reach out to them just a little bit, it's no different than if you just invest a little bit of money into a small stock. You're still giving money. You're still giving something, right? And so not there's that, but then there's also like, okay, you're being like a little baby. Like, you know, you know I mean, you got to find that balance. You just got to be really smart about like, hey, in this season of life, maybe I, I, I only keep to my most inner circle of people and I also only do the most critical tasks. Like when we got, when I, when I was in grad school and working two jobs, I told myself like, hey, there's no room in your life for video games. There's no room in your life for, you know, Netflix or whatever it was, right? Like yeah. you just have to boil it down. And a lot of those things, you you think they are relieving stress, um, but they're not. And like right now, I haven't been on social media in a, in a long time because right now my schedule is very dialed in that if I'm on social media in the morning and all of a sudden I get sucked into watching reels for 10 minutes, well, that's was like, hey, I could have left for the gym 10 minutes ago, but here I am on the couch doom scrolling, you know, yep. and that stuff is designed to make you keep going. It's like, it's tough to stop. And then you feel like this dopamine drunkness after, right? Because if you guys think yeah. about it, like when you're scrolling, you have dopamine going through your brain and dopamine is a searching molecule like or uh, searching whatever the fuck it's called. When I was, I was looking for a photo of my dad's wood shop the other day and it was like two minutes in, it was like pretty far back in my, on my uh, photos. I was like, I cannot stop looking for this until I find it. That's what dopamine feels like. But when I found it, I had, I, I like got that big surge of dopamine. I'm like, I found it. Yes. And then I could be done. I didn't think about it. When you're scrolling, your brain thinks you're searching for something, but you'll never find it. There's nothing you're actually looking for. That's why doom scrolling is so dangerous and so easy to do. Um, Honestly, it should be so hard to stop. It's that <laughs> dude, that type, that type of, uh, I'm going to go anti-libertarian here. That type of, uh, psychological manipulation is pretty it's pretty interesting that businesses are able to do this nowadays and do it yeah. so well to just yeah, fuck up yeah. your entire day your entire all, mentality and dude you're you're uh, just manipulating the chemicals that your brain makes i mean you know guys like you, you your brain is really just a big blob of chemistry for the most part it's like yeah when it gives you when you when you hug a loved one for more than three seconds and oxytocin is released you feel closer to that person that's not just like i'm gonna decide to feel close to them no your brain is just like yeah you're gonna feel this way now you know yeah dude and morality is relative so <laughs> and also guys nothing exists no but you know like it's it's different to have willpower to say, hey, I'm going to stick to this diet. It's another thing to yeah. say, hey, I'm going to um, have my brain release insane amounts of dopamine that also, hey, mind you, is unearned. Unearned dopamine is pretty dangerous because then when you actually do something that will release dopamine, it it feels bland. And so now, like, okay, you wonder why 
the rates of depression and anxiety in high schoolers are so freaking high. Dude, you got these undeveloped brains that are like, they've been, they've been, they've had smartphones since they were in sixth grade. Dude, when we had phones in high school, you'd be like, oh, dude, does yours slide horizontal, like hot dog ways and you have a full keypad? That's pretty badass. Like, dude, there was, no, no one really had iPhones. I mean, maybe you had like an iPod touch or something, you know, but like, Dude, it was, it was kind of rare. Most people just had sliders or something like that. Dude, you know what? Guys, Cam had – this is a great segment right here, a great point to make. So this is what I was trying to – or recently have been trying to get quite a few people to understand over at the gym is that – and it's also a never-ending pursuit because I'm trying to do this better myself with all these new hurdles that I have to cross um, with my new life as a father, as a, a businessman, whatever. Yes. The answer is yes. You do need to just work harder, right? But at the same time, if you're like, hey, I, I need to lose 20 pounds and I need to get it done. Okay. You got to be more, you, you got to have a good mentality. You got to work harder at that, right? At the same time, you need to be strategic. You need to set yourself up for success in terms of all these chemicals inside of our, once again, meat computers locked inside of your cranium. If you set yourself up for success, it's going to be easier if you put restrictions or boundaries or <clears throat> parameters on what's accessible, what's allowed, and what you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and what you don't want to uh, want to allow. You're going to be, it's going to be much easier for you to follow along with the, the game plan, if that makes sense. Um, so it's, it's, it's a combination of strategy and also the ability to, uh, to adhere in a very realistic, just work harder way. Um, it's not, it's not going to be one or the other entirely. I, uh, all right. Did I tell you that, that there's this, there's this uh, new book being written. I started. I'm such a freaking idiot because I can't. I can't focus <laughs> on one project at once. I'm. Okay. I'm almost. I'm almost a fourth away done with this other book that I want to write. Um, it's the psychology of fitness procrastination, and it's been really, dude. This has been the the book that I've had the most fun getting to write. Honestly, it's been really enjoyable because it is such an interesting concept. And this is what I'm talking about in this book, where where's the where's the combination point between your abilities or your, your body's ability to respond well to the hormones that it's being pumped with um, so that making the decision is easier not to pound the cheeseburger into your face or where does it come into the play of the plane of just, hey, just get your shit done? Because mm. just like everything else in life, guys, just like everything else we talk about in this podcast, there's bro science and there's real science. And then anecdotally, there's the truth is somewhere in, in between, right? Wives' tales and data. And then once again, there's somewhere in between the reality. It's not going to be just data and science. It's not going to be just, you know, what Uncle Larry has always done with his gut health. He's he's always had a pomegranate a day. You know, <laughs> that's that's the number one way that you lose weight. Hmm. So wait, so how's the first book going? Did you finish the first one? Okay. I got to a, a sticking point with it. And then I was like, I'm not happy with 
the way that this, so I might come back to it. I, I wasn't happy with the way that it was structured and where it was going because sure. it felt too, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like there was enough depth. So I would still like to fi- uh, finish your fitness person. Yeah. Well, I think the worst thing you can do is come up with a third book. A, a, a <laughs> Nice. No, the worst thing you can do is come up with a body of work on fitness as a fitness professional and have it be half-baked. So if you need to walk away from that first book and then come back to it, even if it's a year later with fresh eyes, you know you don't want to release anything that you aren't proud of. You know what you know? I did differently? What? I created a an outline, that like a classic... I'm going to write a paper oh, outline yeah, yeah, okay. of what I want to go through. And that was so much easier for me to, once I did that, to, to start filling in. And that's what, because I created the entire, it's like a screenplay, you know, mm-hmm. Sam Bruns. It, it's, I, I took the initial thought, the attention getters, and then I tried to take us through a storyline into the, the, the completion of the story. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been super helpful. And it's kept me engaged too. Yeah. That's crazy that when you uh, organize it and plan it out, it's easier. That's kind of like everything else. I do. I never would have thought that, but <laughs> I've been uh, well, ripping I'm and glad ripping this this business from the from the hip since we started. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good. Uh, the second book is uh, that's a good topic because, dude, from like 2017 to 20. 21 i feel like it was like yo rise and grind you're uh (laughs) you're (laughs) you're unstoppable no i'm you know i'm the best i can do this that that. but that just like there is a time and place for that to be like i can do this i'm not a bitch you know like there is certainly but there is also like hey how do i how why would i make this harder than it needs to be like Dude, I have this app on my phone that blocks apps and I literally make a schedule for it nice. where I can't even use those apps. Like, dude, from the from the hours of 4.15 when I wake up to 9 a.m., I don't need to be on YouTube. I don't need to be on Safari. If I had Instagram, TikTok, whatever, they would be on there too. I don't need to do that. But here's the thing though. If I, if I, if I wake up and I'm tired, I'm like, oh man, dude, like, okay, while we're like on the toilet, let's watch a couple of YouTube shorts. All of a sudden, 10 minutes go by, you know, like Those why would damn I have YouTube shorts? Everybody's doing it. Everybody's dude, coming after us. Dude, they are. But like, why would I, why would I put myself in the position where I have to use willpower when I can just use the tools at hand to get the result I want? Dude, you're onto something here. Honestly, we need to bring back sitting on the toilet board. We need to, we need to bring back pooping in silence. Board. Oh, oh, like no, no phone on the toilet. No phone. Dude, no, leave your phone on the other side of the house when you use the restroom. Give your poop the attention it deserves. Dude. When, when was the last time you used the restroom and did not look at your phone? Um, yesterday. Nice. I feel like most people don't do that. <laughs> uh, oh, you're so right. And that that was just um, like half the time I do. I mean, I'm not saying yep. like I'm, I'm a master of my phone by any means, but uh, yeah, dude, The if you were to track the length that uh, poops take, it's dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's drastically gone up and it's not even um, 
volume of poop. It is just <laughs> accessibility to this social is media. This is devastating to the American workforce. <laughs> and hemorrhoids, dude. Yeah, yeah, it probably is, dude. Go, go take a bathroom break at work and it's freaking 15 minutes, dude. Everybody needs to get on far <laughs> gut pharmacy and then also needs to leave their phone away from their a restroom. It's true. Dude, I hate my phone. If I if my phone wasn't so useful, like for banking, for messaging, for um, you know, just all the crazy things that phones can do nowadays, dude, I, I would straight up go to like a freaking flip phone or something, dude. Like I I hate my I hate my phone. I when people are on their phone constantly, it bugs me so much. But then I also bug people because I suck at responding to texts because I don't like being on my phone. No, that's and but that's I think that's acceptable now. Like just like you brought up, and it was a great point where the twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, it was very common. You'd see on social media, you'd see there was there was this big push of hey, just work harder, especially for I'd say young men, young women. But for in general, it was like hey, idiot, stop trying to be strategic about things. All you got to do is just try harder. And it's, right. it's like, yes, once again, the premise of this book that I'm writing is, yes, where is the, where's the truth? How much harder do we have to work? But also, how do we set ourselves up for success so that it is not all about just working harder? It's about being strategic mm-hmm. so that it's easier to work harder, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I've got a few friends that I'm actually working with over at the gym right now through this stuff where they're having, they're having trouble, you know, losing the pounds, losing the, uh, some weight. And it's. I look at these individuals and I take a look at their lives because you have to you have to be holistic about this thing. You can't just put this in a uh, an isolation chamber where you're like, okay, this is what we have to do, and let's just adhere to it. These individuals who are having trouble losing this weight and they just can't seem to get it right. Guess what? All of their work and stress level balance is through the roof. They all work very stressful jobs. They all are either working full-time jobs or I would probably say overtime quite a bit. And then they have either stressful, some of them have stressful family lives. Some of them have stressful uh, situations outside of that. But if I've seen this with myself too, if the more I work, the more, the higher my stress levels go up, and then it's harder for me to recover off, just like training. It's literally just like training. If I'm putting too much stimulus on my body, it's not going to be able to recover off of the training stimulus that I've given it. And my next training session is not going to be adequate. It's not going to be 100%. And then it just continues to decrease, deplete after that. Same situation here. What I've noticed is all these individuals have very high stressful situations or a few of them that are not allowing them to set themselves up for success because when they, I don't know exactly, that's what I'm trying to write this book on. They get home and then it's a crash and burn scenario, where, which leads to binge eating, leads to drinking, leads to all these other, other uh, dopamine and other hormone response coping mechanisms that they deal with. And it's that's that's the issue that America sees. Dude, you know what I noticed? This was a big aha moment for me. If we look at the American lifestyle today, how many how many families do you know? How many friends do you know that are a single income family? Mm. I don't I I don't know if I can name any actually that are not retired. 
Yeah, I, I, I think maybe if I thought about it, I could think of one, but most couples I know, families I know, most of them are, are dual income. And when we were growing up, there were still parents, my, my family included, that was a single family income. Like my parents didn't start like that. They both worked for a long time. But then yeah. eventually my mom just became a stay-at-home mom who just yeah, that took was care of the household. A lot more comp. I, I agree. I agree. And yeah. how often do you see it now where both individuals are working into their 40s, 50s, and so on? Yeah. It's, very, it's, it's very because common. the cost of living has improved so much. And this is all applicable, guys, to what we're talking about. Everything has gotten so freaking expensive. And there's so many, there, there's so much expectation on each other that stress is also going to respond as a holistic general idea across the entire community to raise and match the, uh, the added responsibility that's been placed on the community, on the individuals. So if everybody's more stressed out, guess what? It's going to be harder to stay healthy. It's going to be harder to take care of themselves. It's going to be harder to, to do the things that are going to be good for them versus the easier ways to, uh, to relax, to chill out. That's why you see all of the, that's why America's getting fatter. That's why America's coping with more, more weed, more alcohol than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these statistics, I mean, I could be wrong, but it, it, it would seem that those trends are continuing to improve, especially with the legalization of marijuana. It's not going to be a good coping mechanism um, for a lot of these situations where people are too stressed out to function. Uh, and then people are more more desperate in their they they they're already shorter on cash than they were 10 15 20 years ago these entire families are and now they're like shoot i am way less healthy and i need and my testosterone levels down and i'm out of shape i'm out of breath i've got hypertension and i got three kids that i can't put through school but i need fitness i need to take care of myself mm-hmm. and i can't stop doom scrolling on my phone it's like this entire yeah wet ball that just keeps like this grotesque protein to that circa 2006 protein ball unblended. <laughs> it's one of the nuggets it's one of the nuggets <laughs> <laughs> that keeps that keeps rolling up into a bigger and bigger issue and there's no release valve that was a that was a soapbox for the day and a half but i hope that makes sense because that's what i've been trying to figure out and that's what i've noticed on a very personal level with a lot of individuals, um, including myself with this added stress of both dual working incomes with the kiddo and all this other stuff. I'm like, man, this is rampant. This is across the entire country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think um, people in general need to give other people and themselves a little bit more grace. Like, dude, yeah, all the things that Andrew just listed, it's like, yeah, it's no wonder um, obesity rates are rising, depression rates, anxiety rates are all rising. And it's just a, yeah, it's just an uphill battle, dude. Like people get so stressed out and then you have these, you have these really quick fixes to numb the stress. Like, dude, I get it. I've been there. You're scrolling through Instagram after a long day of work and you think you're relaxing, but you're just flooding your brain with dopamine and, and quick entertainment and then it's hard to stop. Then when you do stop, you're you didn't you didn't accomplish the dopamine's task. You didn't find what you were looking for. So then you feel freaking dopamine drunk, and you feel 
cranky and whatnot and you know all this stuff and in the meantime you've been ignoring things you should be doing like it's really it it's never been so difficult to have a healthy lifestyle but it's also never been so ex, there's never been such a high level of accessibility to knowledge and it's super super tough because one is like a really steep downhill slope like the unhealthy stuff the other one is a little bit of an uphill battle where you need to try to educate yourself make lifestyle changes like that stuff is so much harder but in the long term it makes your life easier because you feel better like it's just tough to what i will say one thing that i've been i want to be doing this more but i found it helpful and maybe you guys too and it doesn't it doesn't take very long um, I was listening to uh, Andrew Huberman interview Andy Gulpin, who is a uh, professor out of, uh, what is it? University of California, something, something. And then obviously Andrew Huberman's out of Stanford. Andy Gulpin was saying with his athletes, what they have found to be like a huge benefit after a tough workout, they have them lay down and they they. Uh, they down-regulate. Because when you're working, I mean, when you are pushing yourself, you are stressing out the body, your inflammatory response through the, I mean, the, your blood pressure gets high. These are all things that just happen when you're lifting weights and exerting yourself. What he has found has been tremendous for recovery is they lay down and they just do deep controlled breaths for five minutes. They they send a signal to their body Hey, now it is time to relax. We're not in this like fight or flight mode, whatever, lifting heavy weights. And what I've started to do is I've been trying to do that more after my lifts. But when I when I'm in the busy season of work, dude, whoever you're talking about at the gym, I'm right there with you. It is like a hurricane. I mean, I know I don't check my phone a lot anyways. I don't even have time to check my phone during the busy right. season. It, it is, dude, it is so taxing. It's so busy. It's so stressful. What, I, what I've started to do, and again, I want to do this. I want to make this a daily practice. When I pull into the driveway or when I'm about to leave work, I want to take a, just a few minutes, deep breathe, and I want to create this mental process of like, hey, I am transitioning from work and stress. And now I'm going into, hey, I'm going to go hang out with Abby and our little Bernadoodle and like shift the mindset because it's really easy for me to le- to just leave work right away. I still feel stressed. This, you know, that stress is still building up. And then I pass a Taco Bell and I'm like, oh, dude, a little bit of reprieve. Or like you get home, I just start snacking like crazy. Like, oh, just you kind of get that rush, you know? I think we I think we've all kind of been there. But if I just take like 5 minutes and I'm like, okay, dude, well, hey, let let your let your mind catch up with your body because it was a pretty crazy day, calm down, you know, change your mindset. It it's when I've done it, it's been very beneficial. And even after workouts too, to be like, okay, dude, like relax. I don't want to I don't want to come home even after a workout. I get when I'm working out alone, I get pretty, like I become kind of crazy. Sometimes I will like laugh during a set and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll be like, I'll be like, ah, fuck yeah. Like I don't, 
I I don't want to I don't want to bring that version of myself home where I feel like where <laughs> like I feel and murder my family. No, seriously, where I feel like super aggressive and I'm like I am the fucking one that decides. Like I get I I want to be able to access that part of myself. <laughs> I want to be able to access that part of myself when I am lifting when it's necessary. But if I just leave the gym and I don't turn off that version of Cam, I bring it home and then I feel like I'm kind of like a dick. But if I downregulate, I'm like, okay, dude, chill. You know, then I can go home and I can be patient and kind and loving and all these sorts of things towards Man. the people I care about. Dude, that was probably one of the best nuggets you've ever given on this podcast in 130 something episodes. <laughs> that was that was good. And, and you know it's what, a recent you know thing. It's a recent thing. This is this is called maturing. Oh yeah, dude. dude you get yeah. you guys are getting the the 20, 28, 29 version of Cam and Andrew versus the twenty three and twenty four. <laughs> dude, I remember earlier episodes when we were a part of that. Like, dude, just fucking grind. When when me and Andrew had minimal like responsibilities, we literally just had to like coach people at Orange Theory, and then we'd have all like life was just in a sense, way easier and way less barriers to entry to do anything we've ever wanted. Like for as fitness wise, be like, dude, I just don't get why these fucking parents with three kids can't get an hour of weights in and 30 minutes of car, like get up earlier, try harder and just get it done. And now I'm like, if a 22 year old said that to me, I'd be like, your brain is obviously not fully developed. And you like, (laughs) I'd give him a wet willy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's just like, I kind of do feel, I shouldn't say I feel bad. Like, I don't think about this, but I am like, I feel like I probably didn't service the people at Orange Theory to my full potential just because of lack of life experience and maturity. You know, I, I was a good, a good hype man, but also like, I don't think I was as sympathetic as I should have been towards people that have had actually busy lives. Hey, and that's that's where we develop and we get better and then we provide more value as we get older. I mean, that's the that's the for point. Sure. That's the life journey. So For sure. Dude, that was I think we got to we got to wrap it up on that cuz that was freaking awesome. Guys, if you got something out of this episode and I, this is as good as the podcast gets because if Dude, you didn't get something, something out of this of episode, <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> if you didn't get something out of this podcast, I don't know, dude. You, you then might give well up hang us up. now. It, it, yeah, then, yeah. Hang then, up. Then never listen to another one. Hang up the fup for for good because this is this is an awesome episode. But I know you did. And what I'm asking you to do is to please share this with somebody who out or somebody who needs to hear that themselves. Somebody who needs to get whatever you got out of this. Directly share this episode with them and be like, hey, check this out. These guys, they're a couple of dummies, but they they say a couple of good things every now and then, and they're uh, <laughs> but they mean well. <laughs> but they, <laughs> their intentions are good like a smart car um that's all i got for you cam what do you got for the people this week cam's the uh cam's the godfather of dictating your lives every week of dictating your lives yeah um i i would i mean seriously i would really encourage people to practice what i mean i'm I, going into this week i'm going to be trying to be more consistent with that down regulating thing i mean I really resonate with like the people that you were talking about. Like, dude, I have, I've been there and I, and I still get there too. You know, it's like stress management is so important. And, um, 
saying, hey, get off of social media for a lot of people isn't realistic, but saying, hey, you know what? For whatever P10 member you were talking about, when you guys roll into your driveway, just literally turn everything off, take three minutes, take three minutes and just deep inhale, deep exhale, and mentally be like, okay, like calm down, relax, whatever. I was just practice that. Can, can I can I uh, can I volley off of that? Yeah, I because I think that was one of your best points here. I think it makes it, it would be even more powerful to when they get in the car to wait, turn it on, and sit and wait mm-hmm. before they drive anywhere. Because that's where I mean, dude, think about fast food. Mm. It's the easiest thing to cope right away. Yeah, don't even go anywhere. Sit there for five minutes, not on your phone, not going anywhere. And sit in your feelings and your thoughts and your and plan out how the rest of the day, how the weekend's going to go for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's, dude, that's powerful for me. Because yeah. I know I have a million and twenty things to do, and I have to, I have to go to that next thing right away. Right, right. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, do it, do it. Bef- even maybe before you leave, especially if you're like tempted to do fast food or whatever. Just when, when you leave work, do that. Transition into, I don't know, not work mode, whatever it would be called. Um, and even after, I'm telling you, even after your workouts, like I know I'm, guys, yeah. I'm sure Andrew, I'm sure Andrew puts you through the ringer and there's really tough workouts that you feel great after, but you know, get in your car, have some water and just downregulate. It's a part well, of dude- recovery and it, it's good. Dude, it's it's such a once again, it's such a good thing. I mean, this was your this is your whole idea right here, Cam. This is awesome. If you're sitting and you're finishing a workout, you're finishing work, whatever. This is what you see all these high level people will talk about is set your intentions. Take mm-hmm. that time. Because I I'm guilty of this. I have not done this. Set your intentions for the rest of that day, the evening. Who are you going to interact with? Your kids, your spouse? Do you have other things you have to get done? Do you have to mow the lawn this weekend? But set your intentions and be conscious mm-hmm. in it. And the thing is, I think that the, the biggest issue with intention setting right now is doom scrolling, is that is moving to that next thing. Because that's how, you know, I've noticed we're living our lives almost very similar to that doom scrolling attribute that we uh, we have on our phones. It's always, it, it's like a reel. It's like a, an Instagram reel where you go from one to the next. Mm-hmm. No transition, oh, yeah. Yeah. no thought at all. Yeah, yeah. Do you, that's do you that's find very that, true. Do you find that taking place in your life? Unless you're uh, conscious about it. it. It it certainly can. I mean, if you're just like, especially like the holidays coming up, you know, I mean, it's just like, okay, go, 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 go. All this family stuff, family stuff, family stuff. And it's like, you just got to take a second and let your, I don't know if you want to call it your consciousness, your soul, your brain, whatever, let it catch up with your body because your body is bouncing all over, you know, and it's like, whoa, 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 hang on. Where are we? What are we doing? What's our next thing? Like, stop. It's very important. I think it's it's very important. Very important. But yeah, I, I would say, you know what, guys, just try it out. Try it out. And it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna change, you're not gonna reach nirvana the first time you do it, but make it make it a practice. And once you practice it, you get better and better and better. And it's certainly something I need to do more because I know it's worked for me in the past. And it just takes a little bit of extra time. 
That's all it is. Oh, that's all it is. That was awesome. That was Easy awesome. peasy. All right, guys. Yeah. That's all we got for you this week. We love you. We'll talk to you later. See ya. I live the life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacay. I feel better at work. I mean, whatever it's worth. I get whatever I'm worth. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Look at my life, man. That's blessings on